Come on, you latics indeed. What a fantastic result that was yesterday. Sunday podcast in full swing. The sun's still shining. I'm here with Adam. How are we doing, Adam? Yeah, very well, thanks. Yeah, I'm uh, still uh, buzzing after yesterday's performance. Yeah, my hangover's worn off as well. Can look ahead to the uh, to the next game now. Well, before we look ahead to the next game, let's let's chalk off what happened against Portsmouth. I thought it was a fantastic performance all round. I'll start off with Portsmouth. They were an excellent side, Adam. Very well organised. That number ten of those looks quite a player, and you can see why they've been up there at the start of the season. I like Coley. To be honest, I think he, you know, he did a really good job at Lincoln. Didn't quite work out for him at Huddersfield, but I think it was a tough job. But yeah, he's got a, a well-drilled side. You know, they they've got a couple of good individual players, but they, you know, they seem to uh, they seem to work well together in general. They're, they're a good team. Um, they limited us to little snippets, didn't they? Chances. I think they'll be up there at the end of the season. So that's credit to us that we managed to uh, grind a 1-0 out. Yeah, first goal they conceded as well. Jordan Jones, penalty appeal. I mean, we had a couple of penalty, penalty appeals. I thought this was, the str- for me, I thought that was the strongest in the first half. Skipped past three players and hit the floor. The angles that I saw from the stand, you couldn't really tell. Uh, and, and again, from the TV coverage, I couldn't really tell. It gone past them, which, why yeah, go down? I mean... It's a tough one because he, the way he was running, I don't know if he was fully balanced and he, he was kind of tipping over, I think, anyway. You know, whether that final, someone got a touch off him because he was travelling at speed to make him hit the deck. But I put it into that category of seen and given, but not stonewall penalty. I think, I think that's probably the best assessment. The referee was generally poor, but I, I can't say that was a terrible decision. But we're getting used to that now. Yeah, Chris Sergeantson was the referee, and uh, we've had him a couple of times. Not, but yes, yeah, awful, absolutely awful. It looked, for all intents and purposes, as it was going to uh, peter out to a nil-nil. Uh, not too many clear-cut chances for either side. I can't recall either keeper making a cracking save, to be honest. James McLean came on for Jordan Jones, who I thought had had a good game up to that point. Bags of energy. James McLean came on, played in Tom Pierce, who delivered an absolutely superb ball. He, he put three or four of them in during the game, then fell nicely to Langer at the back post, and Langer did what he does best, Adam. I, I think with that one, for me as well, I think after the previous couple, uh, they'd sort of gone over everyone in the middle because no one had come round the back post, and they were actually went to Derek, where he was pretty much back on the full-back position, whereas I think Lang held back a little bit there. I think he allowed, I think it was Waiyuk who made the more near-post run. And actually, I think he did well because I think he, he drew the man to to the ball uh, and then Lang had a bit of space, good touch. And uh, I thought it was a good finish. Uh, I think Liam said it was some sort of bobbler, but I, I thought it was a decent, decent finish. It seemed to strike it clean enough to me, but... Obviously, managing all's best. I wonder whether he was coming off as well, because I saw Matt Massey was warming up uh, for a while and then he sat down again. So I was wondering whether it might have been Massey for Lang, possibly. But you've got to do that in tight games. You know, sides that are near the bottom tend to lose those games. And, you know, sides at the top find a way of winning. Could have very easily been a nil-nil, walk off, shake hands and say, you know, point each deserved. But... You know, credit to the team, they kept going. 
And I think we have to say now that we're, we're starting to get that winning mentality, you know, very, very early stages. But you know, that's two games now where you probably say on the balance of play at home were 50-50 games and we've won two of those games. You know, bizarrely, our best performance of the season at home, we only got a point against Wickham. So Yeah, <laughs> 95th minute equaliser in that game. If that answer got in or we'd have taken a couple of chances earlier on, we'd be sitting probably at the top of the table. Well, I mean, one one thing that has come to mind uh, recently is um, is looking at the uh, first half because apart from the Sunderland match, there's not been any goals at all in the first half for either side. There's not been there's not been many goals uh, per se, has there? But you know, actually, you know, first half performances have uh, have been decent, but just no goals. So yeah, well, when you think about it, we play we've actually played uh, four games at home, three in the league, one in the cup. And um, conceded one goal. I think that's testimony to uh, how well Watmore and Watts have settled in together. I think they've been superb. I know you you like the the, the triangle of Watmore, Watson, Naylor. Naylor played there as well against Bolton, didn't he? So he's been part of the centre back partnership as well, hasn't he? So I think, yeah, yeah I'm impressed. Uh, partnerships are crucial in those positions, aren't they? And fantastic. I think they, they, they complement each other very well. You worry a little bit at the strength in depth because we didn't have any defenders on the bench, but hopefully that'll be uh, sorted out this week. Yesterday again, Jack Watmore looked utter class. Fantastic challenge late in the game as well. Not only did he win the ball, but it was you know he won it and it was given to a lattice player. We built built an attack off it. Yeah, he was the, apart from that first game at Sunderland where he, I think he was a little bit nervy. Maybe a little bit rusty. Apart from that game, he's looked very assured. You know, I thought I think it's helped now having Watt in there as well with him. You can tell he's a player. He's going to be a good player. You know, he's still a young lad, but he reads the game very well. And he, the way he kicks the ball sometimes. I know it sounds odd, but he like pings it when he kicks it. You know, and yeah, I'm very very happy with the uh, defence and Amos as well. You know, I know he's not really had to make any fantastic saves yet, but he just looks commanding and solid. You know, and, and that, that for me is crucial in, you know, in, in giving confidence to your defence, which maybe at times last season we didn't quite have that. Uh, that said, it doesn't help, does it, when you have about 45 different centre-back partnerships, I think, that we had last season. Tom Pearce played his first full league game. Looked good. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought he tired, though. You could tell he, he's uh, not had much of a pre-season. I think noisy style of play, though, as well, isn't it? Because he does try and get advanced, go past the, the wide player. Um, you know, he's up and down all the time, almost wing-back type role. And some people have natural fitness. They can keep, like you look at someone like Anthony Robinson, he, he just seems to be able to just keep going and going and going. But I think some, if they're going to play at that pace, they only have a certain amount of time in the legs. Uh, it's good that you can put, you know, someone who's played international football at left-back and move them into the into the back four and you know that he's going to do a job for you, McLean. You could put him in nets and he'd do a job for you, wouldn't he? <laughs> he would, yeah. I thought he was a bit of a game changer yesterday, to be honest. I mean, he came on, straight away he was going at the right-hand side of, of the Pompey defence and he, he moved inside a little bit as well at times. Uh, and then he, he, he won that challenge and set Pierce free uh, for Pierce to get that cross in and... and uh, Score the goal, and like you just said, then when Pierce had to go off because he was absolutely knackered, he just slotted in comfortably at left back. Yeah, and I like, 
he's strong as well, isn't it? You know, he's not going to, you know, some wingers you'd say, oh, do you want to put that winger at left back? Probably not. But, you know, McLean, he'll win it in the air as well. You know, he's one of our best headers of the ball, isn't he, in the team? You know, so if they try and bombard us at the far post, he's he's not gonna he's not gonna show any weakness there, and he can put a tackle in, and he doesn't mess about either, does he? If he gets it, he'll just hammer it down the line because he's a, he's an assured assured player. You know, he, he knows what to do. I think we'll see the best of him after the international break. You know, hopefully he doesn't pick up any injuries on international duty, but. You know, that'll give him more fitness and he's going to be a starter, isn't he, when he's fully fit? You'd say he's, if not our best player, he's certainly one of the best players that we have in the team. Also, it was quite fitting at half-time to, uh, to gaze up and see Keith the Duck make an appearance, his last appearance, unfortunately. It was all done in good humour and even the Pompey fans joined in with the minutes applause. Rob Gibson, the guy who's responsible for the... For the tweet, he's back in the country after he's been away for a for an holiday, and he met up with the other Keith, Keith Valentine, who he got mistaken for Keith the Duck, and I know they had a couple of drinks together before the game. So <laughs> everything's fine though. So an excellent performance by the Latics, I thought yesterday. Another good game, another good game to be at. Feeling the atmosphere, just being a part of it all again. The positivity. I keep banging on about this running through the clubs. Brilliant at the moment, and. I'm absolutely buzzing from it. The sun was shining. It's fantastic. Uh, we've played five games. We've got 10 points. I mean, take that to the end of the season and we're going up. There's no two ways about it. Portsmouth were a bit of a boggy team at, at our place as well. I don't think we've beaten them, had we, in a while? Since 1978, we've only beaten them three times at, in Wigan. <laughs> oh, yeah. So- yeah, oh, we tend to we tend to win there and they win here. So it, it is, it's good to break that. Was it two, 2009, I think, the last one, was it? Yeah, it was. It was uh, in the Premier League. That's Ma- sort of Ma- debut, I do believe. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jack Watmore won our poll on the player of the match with 53% of the vote. We're thinking of changing it around for next week uh, because we, Twitter only allows mm-hmm. you to nominate four candidates and we're forever falling out about which four should go forward. That's just us, us th- uh, four on the on the uh, podcast team. So what everybody else is thinking about it, I don't know. Maybe from next week, we'll just ask you to tweet a, a, in the reply section with your nomination and then we'll count them up. Yeah, and they'll all go, they'll obviously all go towards the, the overall player of the season, won't they? Yes, they will. They will. I think that might be the thorough way to do it. Let's move on quickly. Tuesday sees the transfer window close. Tom Bayliss is the latest person to, to come in on loan from Preston North End. He played against us in the friendly, former Coventry City youth player. I think Preston paid about two million quid for him a couple of seasons ago. He's been on the fringes of the squad. Uh, he's not really broken. He's played 12 times for them, so... Box-to-box midfielder, we'll see what he's like. I'm sure he'll get his chance. Uh, the big the big story is three permanent incomings, hopefully to be announced on Monday. No idea who they are. Maybe the lad from St. Johnston, Kerr, could be one of them. Centre-half. Yeah. Have you heard anything, Adam? No, not really, only on the rumours. I mean, obviously, there was the, <laughs> there was the Jack Wilshire wandering the rounds, wasn't there, last week, but... I mean, I know, I know, I said uh, this about McLean, but I'm not. I can't see Jack Wilson playing League One. Uh, you know, uh, just for me, that's not happening. 
I'm glad you said that because uh, that just might make it happen. And yeah. also, with, <laughs> there's the Turkish lad as well, isn't there, who bought support that we was uh, linked with. That that was a link on a Turkish sports website with a, a large following, 150 odd thousand. So it's not like a little tin pot website. So whether there was something in that or not, I'm not too sure. And I can't even remember his name now, if I'm being honest. But, no, I can't, sorry. Yeah, yeah he, a striker. Some firepower we're going to have, if that's true. I think the one position where I don't think we have anybody there yet at, at the moment really is that what the Portsmouth fans, which I couldn't work out, kept calling Cam the other day, centre-attacking midfielder, you know, that, that sort of, if you like, Nick Powell-type role. Now, at the moment, Keane's kind of sat in there and he's doing a good job. Um, but there'll be certain games, I think, where he'd like, he maybe wants to play three traditional midfielders. And if you do, Power Cousins and Naylor probably are not really the creativity as such. So you, you just wonder whether there is someone who can come in in that role. I mean, I actually think Asgard could probably do it, personally. At the moment, he doesn't really, you know, he's getting the odd little minute here and there. But I, I think Liam wants the more experienced players uh, to complement, you know, the one or two younger players that, we, that, that we've that we got. But I think we just need numbers. But it's always a hard one because it's hard to sign someone as a squad player. I think you've got to try and sign players who are better than what you've got. And then it works itself out. You know, McLean didn't get straight in, but he will get in. And I think the class players will always find a place in the team. You know, so if we do get this guy from Scotland, Kerr, then... He's not going to get straight in, but it only takes a little knock to one of your centre backs. He gets in, and then it's up to him then to 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 get in the team. So I'd rather have that than then thinking, oh, do we? You know, we've had it in the past where you've been putting someone in and the weaker. Whereas if you with this one, you get excited to say, oh, well, we've got a decent player who's going to come in. You know, yeah. so for me, I think we've got to try and sign players that are better than what we've got. And it's up to them to then force their way into the team. Yeah, exactly. I agree with that. You, know, you mentioned Max Power there. There was a bit of speculation as why he weren't in the squad yesterday. Well, he was actually sat at the back of the West Ham with his with his son, Maxi Junior, uh, and his Latics training kit. He's, he's injured. He's got a slight injury. So that's why Max Power weren't in the squad yesterday. Uh, the Fleetwood game has been postponed because we are absolutely massive and we've got three internationals. Jordan Jones, James McLean and Talo Asgard away on international duty. So we've not next Saturday's game at Ibre against Fleetwood Town. We've knocked that on the head and we've been allowed to do so. What a 12 months, eh? From administration to calling games off due to international call-ups. Could you believe it? I don't it? think we were too, to be fair, though, I don't think we were too far off last season, were we, at one point? We had two on international duty, didn't we? Yeah, we, we had Tilt and Dariqua. Yeah, we did, yeah. Well... <laughs> It was the second half of the season, that, though. Not the yeah. first half. Yeah. <laughs> Massive game coming up on Tuesday night. The Pizza Trophy. The Papa John's Trophy. We're going to play... Uh, we're playing in a group with Wolves, Reserves, Crew, and us. Is that it? Is there just three teams in our in our group? Well, four in there. Who's the other one? I have no idea. We've got Wolves at the DW on Tuesday. Five-pound adults, and it's three-pound for concessions. So if you fancy going down there, uh, you can get to watch a game of football for a fiver. Or if you're under 16 or over 65, which neither of us are, I don't, I'm pleased to say, you'll get in there for three quid. Uh, the referee for the game 
is Mark Edwards from Sunderland. He's only 32. He's reffed us twice before. We won them both, both last season. The Accrington 4-3 game, if you remember that one. And our 1-0 win away at Northampton. Callum Lang, I think, was it? 70-odd minutes? Yes. Quite a left up. That's correct, yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that, breaking news, Barry, it's Shrewsbury Town. Shrewsbury Town. They're in our group as well, yeah. Oh, right. It's a tough group, this, isn't it? It's a tough group. Yeah. Three League One sides and a, and a Premier League team. Hey, what's not to get excited about? If you could choose any topping on your pizza at Papa John's, Adam, what would you choose? How many toppings am I allowed? Three. Three. Um, mushroom and peppers. I'd go for am chilli and pineapple. I think because we've no match uh, coming up on Saturday, I think we need to spend Wednesday debating whether you should have pineapple on a pizza. <laughs> yeah, that'll be on the that'll be on the agenda. Yeah, because yeah. we've, we've had sausages, uh, so we'll have uh, pineapple on pizzas next. Right, let's have a prediction then. Uh, do you think this game's going? Do you think we'll put a strong side out? I no. know we're that bothered. I can't see anybody who started on Saturday even being in the squad. I'd like to see. Asgard maybe starts, Smith again, maybe potentially a Car- Carragher possibly. I don't know who he'd play. Oh, Carragher and Long maybe at centre-back. We've got the, the young right-back who played at Pull. Uh, Robinson at left-back, I think, to no brainer. He needs, he needs a bit of football. Um, and then we've got, I don't know, I'm trying to think of the other bench players uh, from the other day who was on the bench who uh, hasn't had a lot of minutes yet. I suppose the um, the guy who came on a sub, uh, Edwards, didn't he didn't play a lot of he's not played a lot of football yet for us. So he might as a more experienced player. For me at the moment, the priority is clearly the league. But I then think our second string are needed for the Sunderland game, and then the, this is basically our our role. We may as well call it Latics on the twenty ones as well versus Wolves on the twenty ones. <laughs> What's your prediction? There'll be goals, so I'm going to go. Don't think it'll be a repeat of the hammering we gave to Liverpool last year. Uh, probably a well-forgotten game. That was it, six-one. Mm. Beat them. I'm going to go for a four-four draw. Well, there is no, there are no draws in this competition. Oh yeah, as we know, four-four draw decided on penalties. Who gets the extra point? I'm going to go for a Latics win uh, by three goals to one. Uh, a very entertaining and enjoy- enjoyable evening. And, um, yeah, a lovely walk home afterwards. With that done, we'll see you all on Wednesday for a review of the Papa John pizza game. And we'll have a transfer window roundup. Buzzing. I'm still buzzing from yesterday. Adams is still buzzing because I can see his face here. There's a twinkle in his eye. So, on, the, on that note, enjoy your Sunday tea, have a glass of wine, and up the ticks. Up the ticks.